0: Well, hey everyone, and welcome to week two of Bible study two. with uh, Woody and Scott. We're going to be looking at another passage in Proverbs, and the Proverbs is one of those books that, like, I encourage you, especially as we're going through this. Maybe, um, well, it's already deep into September, so I guess, like, you know, not yet. Wait till October. October, yeah. Are there thirty-one days in October?
1: Uh, I have no idea.
0: I think there are. I think there's thirty-one <laughs> days in October. In Halloween, October thirty-first.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. So there's
0: 31 days in October. That's the perfect month uh, to read through Proverbs because there's 31 Proverbs. had to fact check myself before we started, before I made that comment. Mm -hmm. Seminary kid, didn't really know how many Proverbs there were, but thought there was 31, and I was correct, thank God. (laughs) But we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 11 uh, because there's kind of like two different types of people that are mentioned here in Proverbs 11, and we're going to kind of talk about like what that means in the Bible and sort of what that means for us today. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's start. We're going to read from verse one to verse ten of Proverbs chapter eleven. Dishonest scales are detestable to the Lord, but an accurate weight is its delight. When arrogance comes, disgrace falls follows. But the humility, but with humility comes wisdom. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the perversity of the treacherous destroys them. Wealth is not profitable on a day of, of wrath, but righteousness rescues from death. The righteousness of the blameless clears his path, but the wicked person will fall because of his wickedness. The righteousness of the upright rescues them, but the treacherous are trapped by their own desires. When the wicked person dies, his expectation comes to nothing, and hope placed in wealth vanishes. The righteous one is rescued from trouble. In his place, the wicked one goes in. With his mouth, the ungodly destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge, the righteous are rescued. When the righteous thrive a city rejoices when the wicked die there's joyful shouting
1: Wow Woo! Wow
0: kind of a, a, a tough way to end that when the righteous thrive a city rejoices. when the wicked die the joyful are uh, basically celebrate mm-hmm. uh, when that happens now let's kind of talk about what that means so we see this kind of back and forth especially in the middle towards the end of that between righteousness and wickedness now you've all heard these words before but i'm guessing that most of the time that you've heard righteousness and wickedness it's been in a church setting so Mm -hmm. you know what if i was going to ask you to kind of like give just off the top of your head sort of a definition of those two words righteousness and wickedness what would you say
1: well you know if you just look at this passage i feel like a lot of the words that they use to describe wickedness like dishonest arrogance um wealth um, not only are they talking about you know just bad character in general, I feel like. Um, also, on a deeper level, they're talking about being focused on things uh, of this world. And if you contrast that to uh, righteous, you know, there's the way this passage portrays righteous people, it's, it's like they're not focused on this world, but they're focused on something bigger, something higher.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's absolutely right. You know, you know sometimes it's weird, especially with the word righteousness. Um, and I think it's probably because of the, the religious context that it normally gets. You'll hear things like, oh, this person's self-righteous. And, all, and kind of a, a little bit like righteousness almost gets sort of a, almost a, a bad name in the way that we use it sometimes. It, we're pretty much almost describing someone that's actually the direct opposite
1: yeah. of that. Right.
0: Like, uh, right, you know, oh, wow, you know, you're so righteous being like a, a negative thing. Like an arrogant person right. or someone that thinks they're doing it all, and that's because I think sometimes when we think about or define, oh yeah, well I'm a righteous person. We think about it like we're doing these little things correctly, like we're following all the rules, and and we're doing um, you know this or that, and and we we've read the Bible and we're not doing all the sins that are in there, and so therefore we're a righteous person. But I think especially if you read through Proverbs and you think about like. Okay, who does, especially Jesus, who does Jesus describe as a as a righteous person? If you think about the things that Jesus says about, like, this is sort of what it all boils down to, whether it's when he's, um, you know, telling people, listen, uh, the most important commandments are you, are you love God, mm-hmm. and then you love your neighbor. Hard stop. Right. And those two things are connected. Like, you can't love God without loving your neighbor and, and vice versa. You can't, you know those things are mutually connected like I can't I can't sit there and say that I have a a profound relationship with the Lord and 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 you know God is with me all the time, but then I have uh, Hatred for for Woody (laughs) Those two things like don't make sense. It's the reason why like we can't say uh, We love God and have things like racism or sexism or or other um, things like that in our hearts because that's like us You know demonizing another human being and, and you can't do that
1: right um, and Jesus, like, when he's describing righteousness in the Bible, he's not talking about the people who followed a lot to a T. And it's normally the people who prioritize those two commandments. They're able to love God and love their neighbor.
0: I think that's what's the, the, the craziest thing about the New Testament, if you kind of look at it from start to finish, is that Jesus comes in, and the people who... Think they are righteous, and they they think they're righteous because they believe that they're following everything in uh, Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. All right, we're following the law. We're we're the law followers. That's basically Pharisees' whole thing was they follow the law, and they're going to make sure everybody else follows the law too. That's their thing. That's really one of their biggest contentions with Jesus. And Jesus comes in, and basically like that group of people who considers themselves righteous become like the main, you know. Thing that issue that Jesus has to deal with, mm-hmm. and and Jesus basically speaks in this way: is like, no, that's not righteousness. Righteousness is is loving your neighbor. Righteousness is uh, caring about the sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, righteousness is basically, and it's the same thing when you know we see in the Bible where it talks about like uh, making yourself almost subservient to someone else, right. like caring about someone else's needs more than than your own. Mm-hmm. That's righteousness. Righteousness is basically giving up, in a lot of ways, your own personal ambitions to look after the ambitions and needs of someone else. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And and that's just so. That's so counter, like what we might actually you know when we first read the word, what we might think of it as, because we think of a righteous person as a holy person. But what makes them holy is not just because they, they avoid certain sins or temptations. It's because they really, really. Put into practice what it means when Jesus says love other people, right? And um, you know, we in the in the Methodist tradition have like a, a heritage of this type of stuff. I'm wearing my my John nice, Wesley t-shirt. Nice. Know, it says J Dub down there. <laughs> and you know, John Wesley, you know, his whole thing. Uh, one of the main reasons, and I've talked about this before in in some of our Bible studies. One of the main reasons why he started the the whole Methodist movement was because. Um, he saw that the church at the time, uh, the Anglican tradition, which is something that's close to my heart, so it's kind of our dark spot, but had become uh, a church for the elites. Mm-hmm. And, and they really kind of looked down upon uh, people that struggle with addiction or homeless people or um, all these other kind of groups. Uh, they really, you know, you know, kind of like looked past them and almost made it to where like, all right, well they're like that because they deserve it. Mm-hmm. And, in, and Wesley kind of turned that upside down and started this movement where you'd have these churches, these churches everywhere, and those churches would look after the needs of other people in that community. Mm -hmm. And and I think there's there's something to that about, like, as we think about what the church should look like.
1: Right, and Um, I think if you look at this passage and even on to the next verse, verses 10 and 11, they mm -hmm. talk about the city and verse 11 says a city built up by the blessing of the up- a city is built up by the blessing of the upright but it is torn down by the mouth of the wicked so kind of yeah. keeping with that dichotomy of what the righteous do and what the wicked do um, yeah. it doesn't affect just them it's their whole community
0: yeah well i mean it's 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 kind of like the you know a city or an organization built on love you're going to have one outcome an uh, organization built off hatred you're going to have another outcome right and, and you kind of see that like in the world today, that you know different things that exist of, of groups that are built off of love, and you can see where, where that you know takes an organization or a place. And, and there's organizations that are built on complete hate for another group of people. Or, and, and you kind of see the outcome of that. Hate breeds hate, and love breeds love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, it's a tough it's a tough concept for us. Being a righteous person, it would be easy if being a righteous person just meant oh yeah we just follow these rules <laughs> right <laughs> and just don't do this
1: but you it's know? so much more than that
0: yeah it's so much more than that don't oh just don't don't drink too much don't uh, don't lie to your parents don't cheat on your homework don't do this don't do that don't do this don't and that's kind of like sometimes what I think especially for students what our interpretation of how we're supposed to live as Christians is, is all these things that we shouldn't do hmm but really yeah i'm not saying that you should do those things obviously but what jesus's message is and what the message in proverbs is is like you know this faith is not all about the things that you shouldn't do it's about like the thing that you should do loving people caring about the weak caring about the ones that are in trouble clothing Mm -hmm. the naked doing all that and so so really you know when when you kind of think about that this week think about what it really means to be righteous think about how you can kind of like that into your things you know one of the things i always bring up about like all right well how can we actually put this into practice and, and realize is yeah you can love your siblings you know be kind of a light in your family but as you guys especially are in school um there's kids in your school that especially now more than ever with this pandemic feel more alone than they ever have yeah they definitely do and and uh social distancing was something that they had experience for a long time leading up to this because people often overlooked them or ignored them or maybe made fun of them. Those people need someone like you. And and if you want to be righteous, what Jesus commands you to do is to go and, and be a light to that person. Mm-hmm. Be kind to of that person. Not be kind to of that person because, okay, well the Bible tells me to do this, so I'm going to go do this thing and say hello to them and I'm going to move on. But actually invest in, in care um, for that person maybe it's it's being nice and respectful to your teacher mm-hmm. who uh being a teacher right now is a really really difficult thing so there's all these like really small ways that you can kind of put this into practice in your everyday life and, and we definitely encourage you um to do that definitely would well, you got anything else to add to
1: I think you hit all the points i mean yeah this week as you all go back to school and whatnot just be thinking about what it means to be righteous and maybe don't think about the modern day connotation of what that word means but think about what the bible tells us righteousness really looks like
0: yeah amen well uh you know you guys obviously we we hope that you'll join us in person on on wednesday nights from six to seven thirty but if you can't because you have sports or, or maybe uh you just don't feel comfortable being up here we completely understand that that's why this exists Mm -hmm. And if you have any questions about any of the things that we talk about, um, you can definitely get in touch with us. You can email us. You can text us. uh, And we would love to kind of uh, talk with you through some of this stuff as well. So we hope you guys have a a wonderful uh, weekend and uh, a great week ahead.
1: Yeah, we'll see you all soon.